Welcome back, everybody, to the Beat Pack Podcast, your go-to show for upcoming artists and creatives. I'm your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Loco Moco. Whether you're on your morning commute or we're just playing in the background, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. we got a great podcast ahead of us, so I'm super excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's get into today's guest. Our guest today is a photographer based in Los Angeles, California. He's been shooting models and nature for six-plus years and prides himself in the simplicity of beauty. Not only is he an amazing photographer, but he's one of my good friends. Everybody, please welcome Andy. What's going on, man? What's up? What's um, going on, man? Rusty slash Andy. Yeah. Awesome, man. Let's get into it real quick. Before we do, um, shout out the watch. Shout out so-so everybody over at the watch team. Uh, because if it wasn't for their event, um, their networking event, honestly, I don't think we've ever met. Um, obviously, shout out Drew as well. Um, we had the opportunity to sit in a listening session to some of Drew's beats, and Krusty just ha- so happened to be there shooting for him. And so we quickly talked, we got acquainted, and then um, thanks to Drew, we've been able to keep in touch. Um, he's been shooting Drew for a while and a bunch of other people, so we've I've had the pleasure of seeing him in action and being in some of his shots, and um, yeah, now he's here. So thank you so much for coming on, man. No worries. I'm awesome, glad man. to be here. Awesome, man. So... Let's just get into it, I guess. Um, so, how long have you been shooting? For, uh, how long have you been uh, taking pictures for? Uh, about six years for fun, you know, and then almost two years professionally. Got you, man. Got you. Cool. So, six years is a decent amount of time. How old are you now? I'm now 24. Got you. Okay. So, since you were pretty much 18, right? That's pretty crazy. Yeah, about um, maybe a little younger, but. Around junior, senior year of high school was when I started. Got you. It's kind of when everything started. That's pretty crazy, man. So what was, um, what was, what were some of your early beginnings like? Like when you were, before, let's say, before we even started taking photos, what was um, your upbringing like in, 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 uh, in the crusty household? Well, I guess, like, first off, I'm a single child, so then I basically got to do whatever the hell I wanted awesome. in ways, but... There was also always rules, and then, like, the thing was my family, they've always prided themselves in, like, oh, your family is always there for you, like, always be with them, and then... That's awesome. I've always been just, like, close with my cousins on both both sides. It was great. Like, we would always hang out, like, almost religiously on weekends, just, like, get together, eat, hang out, have barbecues, or, like, just... Hang out at grandma's and just chill. Gotcha, man. Yeah, so pretty family-oriented then, even though you were an only child. Yeah. That's awesome. And then it was fun because, like, if I didn't have friends or family over, we were always over at their place on weekends. So that, that was one thing I've always looked forward to. Like, oh, I can finally go to this cousin's house and we can play Maple Story all day long. Like, yeah, gotcha. Like, screw yeah. school. <laughs> it's time for some fun. Time That's to so see cool, family. Man. That's super sick. So... Yeah, that's that's awesome. Your parents really, your family had your back through probably a lot of things. Then, like, were always supportive of you. Uh, to an extent, I guess. Gotcha. In ways, yeah. For sure. So, so you're okay. So, growing up, super family oriented. Always had cousins to hang out with. Always look forward to spending time with them. Um, and then you start getting to your high school years. Um, now growing up, where you, was uh photography or a creative outlet always something that you were interested in 
Hell no. <laughs> no, not even a bit. <laughs> it's funny because I'm always the one behind the camera. Right. No matter what. Like, even as a child, I hated getting in pictures. Like, mm. whenever I was forced to get into, a, like, a family photo or forced to take photos, I'd always, like, make some stupid face. I would always, like, look the other way. Just, like, something random just so that I don't have to be in it. Facts. And then, like... Over time, I was like, hmm, I'm seeing all these photos of me and I don't like it, but I can see why because I was looking on purposefully ugly. <laughs> purposely trying to not look good for the camera. Absolutely. Crazy. That's funny, man. That's funny. Um, okay, I could, I could totally understand that, man. Yeah, when I was younger, obviously parents and family, they always want to capture those younger years, you know, because, yeah. you know, those are the... That's the oldest you'll ever you've ever been, but the youngest you'll ever be. So they're trying to capture that. But I can totally relate to that man. Yeah, not wanting to get in front of the camera. Um, but then you obviously you find a passion to get behind it though. Yeah, but that honestly happened really later in life. Like my dad actually owned a lot of old school cameras, like ranging from film to those really small point and shoot digitals over time and then Right. He also had, like, those old-school Polaroids mm, that prints automatic, like, instantly, and then you just have to, like, put it in a little room and then, like, flick it a few times. Right, so then right. that black, right. Like, that black... That vintage look. Yeah. That vintage look. Those are super sick. But, like, even then, I've always hated photos. Like, he would always make us pose in front of the, our old Christmas tree with his tripod and shit just set up. And he's like, three, two, one. And then just, like, that quick flash, and then I'm just... Every time after that flash, I'm just like, God damn it, my eyes. <laughs> and it's like, man, how much more chinky can my eyes get? <laughs> That's so funny, man. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, I I could totally relate, man. Yeah, photos, yeah, big family photos at that age were just like a pain in the ass. But I, I think now as you grow and we mature, we can definitely appreciate a good photo of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Like, totally, man. Now you can look back on it and you're like, huh. I remember this day like it was yesterday. And yeah, literally. It's good, man. though, but yeah. it's nice. It's like it's a good reminiscing factor just to see yourself like at that point in your life. Totally, man, totally. And then you can see how you change um, as your life goes on. Oh, absolutely. Super sick, man. So I know we're talking about um, some of your early memories being in front of the camera. What are some of your earliest memories of being behind the camera? So it actually... Is the first time I asked my dad to get me a camera was for one of my birthdays. It was a Nikon. I actually asked one of my old school buddies. So we were in, I used to do speech and debate, and that's how like I kind of got into photography in general. Mm. There would always be like a designated, one of our designated debaters would like have his professional camera and just like take pictures of us doing our shit, like either outside chilling and then I, I eventually got into it and like I just borrowed his camera just to dick around mm. during our time just chilling waiting for our next round to begin for the tournament and then I was like hmm this is actually pretty fun I would just like capture random shit of like my my old pals just scarfing down food right. or like sleeping <laughs> and falling asleep on the bench or some shit right and it was just like when I show them, they're like, oh, my God, screw you. And then just, like, slap me like a little fun slap. And I'm like, ha, motherfucker, I got your ass. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. So, yeah, so just capturing some of those long days and 
um, and using a that's a, that, and I'm sorry, you, I think you mentioned it, but that that camera was whose again? One more time. So it was one of my buddy's old cameras. Gotcha. Where he started with a Canon, and then I actually asked him one day, like, "Yo, what camera would you recommend?" And mm. he basically gave me a breakdown of like, "Well, the only issue is what you want from the camera in general." And he gave me like, "These are the top three brands that I would always recommend." And then obviously it was Sony, Canon. Sony, Canon, and Nikon. Right. And he gave me, like, kind of a gist of each one and what each one would be good for for me. And then saying, like, oh, the Sony would be better if you wanted to do more videos. If you wanted just mm. straight photography for, like, nature, wildlife, stuff like that, go for, go for like, uh, Nikon. But if you want the good color science and all around very versatile, look for Canon. And mm. I, for some reason, I was like, hmm. My ass is gonna get a Nikon because it's cheaper. <laughs> and then, now, don't get me wrong; it was a great camera. It was yeah. fun. And eventually, I'm like, mm, I think it's time to upgrade. Yeah, I mean, camera equipment. I mean, you know, even being a music producer, like music music equipment is expensive. But even just to start with photography is already really, really pricey. So it's like I can only imagine as a high school student trying to get into it. You know, you're trying to get the best bang for your buck. Oh, absolutely. Right. But what I realized over time was. No matter the the amount of money you spend on your camera, it can only be so good. It really depends all on the person behind the camera. Totally, it's totally. essentially like giving a baby a sword and ask, like, one of the best swords on the earth, like Valyrian steel or something, and asking right. them to slay a, slay a white walker mm. but they can't because even though they have one of the best swords made to kill white walkers they can't because it's a baby they don't know how to use it it's actually a great way to put it that's actually yeah. a really good analogy yeah it's the camera is only as strong as the photographer absolutely and awesome. then there was this one quote that i heard like this one quote i heard a while ago actually on reddit it was by this one commenter it was a great analogy it basically says mary lens date bodies so what that means is for the body of your camera you can always change it within the next few years because the amount of clicks in your shutters will deteriorate and then you will mm. eventually need to do some like some tlc to fix it up get right. it better but your lens is the most important thing because each one is different and each each lens there's different quality materials being put into it. Gotcha. The amount of like light coming into it from their f-stop, all that fancy smanchy stuff. But right. Yeah, it's it's fun learning it, and yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, marry your lens, date your bodies. You can always get a new body because those will deteriorate. But the lenses you should try to invest in so you can have something. Oh, absolutely. Really like, nice for the long run. It's always better to invest in like a. Uh, $500 lens than, like, a $100 lens. But don't get me wrong. Like, honestly, I've shot some very, very cheap cameras, mm -hmm. and I've had some really great results. Like totally, I said, it totally. really matters on the person behind it, the person their behind angles, it. just, like, what they see, what they're able to capture itself. Like Totally. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah, that's some great advice, man. That's some great advice. So started first shooting in high school, um, borrowed a friend's camera, got your first camera with the Nikon. Um, now, when you had when when you were shooting then in those days, was it love at first sight, or was it something that you were just kind of messing around with? Honestly, I was just dicking around at first. I didn't really think it was gonna be much of it. Gotcha. It was fun. I like 
I I used it for those times when the times that wasn't just for debate or like those events for like high school shit. I was actually just taking it out. I eventually started taking it out to like nature spots with my friends, mm-hmm. just like, or not even just nature spots. We actually used to live by this one pretty decent nightlife area that had mm-hmm. decent like neon lights, stuff like that. Some gotcha. nice parking lots. So then we would always go after school to like their parking lot structure, take some pictures, just like. Some random shit, you know, like teenage high school angst. For sure. For where you sure. would take pictures of your feet over the ledge of right, the right. parking structure. Teenage and, angst. Yeah, that's basically. Hilarious. Shit. That's, that's awesome. That's man. exactly what we did. I'm not even going to lie about it. That's awesome. Now, were you publishing these, like putting them on social media, or was this just something that sat in the hard drive for a while? Uh, A bit of both. So, like, some of the. I do actually have a shit ton of photos just in the vault that I never share on my social media. Gotcha. Not not because I don't like them, but just because I let my clients and people keep them. But it's also just for like for memories and portfolio to totally. show people in real life or something. Totally, but totally. Yeah. yeah, you can look back on all those things and reminisce on the good old days, right? That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, um, so I know you said you've been um, taking photography seriously for about two years, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. Now, Now, when did photography go from just being a hobby to something you could potentially have a career in? Uh, When I finally started realizing people actually fucked with my work. Mm. And what I mean by that is, it's not like that, oh, bro, I fuck with you heavy, like like, like that half-ass shit. It's more like when I started actually having people come up to me and realizing like holy shit this guy's actually he knows what he's talking about he he's actually putting in the work the effort right. they're actually coming up to me rather than me going up to them totally. and like the fact that some of my clients like oh my god like can we have another shoe like asap or like they would after i send them the photos i would get some heartfelt message from some of my models slash clients just basically saying like Oh my God! Thank you so much for like doing that photo shoot with me. Right. It's helped a lot. Like, I felt so insecure at first. Like, it was, I was also really afraid of doing the shoot because the last one didn't come out how I liked it. And right. Then just working with you, it was so much more fun, effortless. You taught me a lot. Like, just tips, posing, the like, just the way that I can shape my body, blah blah blah. And like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was just fun, and then like the fact that their friends also started, like, hitting me up, and then some people, like, I guess there's also, like, some people that has group chats with other models from out of state that he's in, and he's been, like, blasting my name on their group chat, saying, like, yo, if you're ever in L.A., need a photographer, hit this guy up. That's awesome. And then, like, I've just been constantly, constantly getting people here left and right. That's so sick. So then I've realized, like, holy shit, people actually... Fuck with me. Yeah, they rock with you like that. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, you could totally tell. I mean, especially in just the the creative industry in general, you can totally tell the difference between a genuine compliment and something that's just, they're trying to get something from you. You know, like, hey, I fuck with you. Like, that's cool. Like, that's a cool compliment. But, like, give me something genuine. Give me something like you you looked at my music. You looked at my my photos. And give me, like, an actual, like, like, mention something. Like, hey, like, this photo shoot you did with this guy was so fire. Like, I'm so glad you did that. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, I think that level of um, of sincereness is what really drives us creatives to keep going. Oh, absolutely. Like, the fact that someone 
would go out of their way just to not like say fucked up shit about your work like oh your work is trash like 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 it's just booty is it's like basura but the right. fact that people are able to actually fuck with you heavy and just give you genuine compliments either to your face and every time they see you it's always like good vibes good time and like how much they miss you like literally i have this one client that i've been working with for about three four times now like she told me like oh my god crusty i missed you like so much i recently saw her actually and then Super we had another shoot like two days after but we saw her at a concert she was performing at because then i was shooting for that concert the other week and then mm. her sister was there too and i know her sister too like we like we always chill we always smoke together whenever we shoot and shit like that great <coughs> my bad i just coughed but uh, but uh i would always talk with her and then she's like oh my god like me and my sister talk about you all the time like we miss you so much we gotta get in another shoe i'm like yeah absolutely like just let me know when what time and then we'll plan it out and then we'll just always give each other different comments how we can improve what they're looking for their mood board all that fun stuff right that's awesome man yeah like having recurrent clients and then getting to like really build that connection with your model i'm sure that that photographer and model connection is so important when it comes to shooting something great. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think the fact that if you're able to make it a fun, enjoyable environment for their mo- for your model, it will make a big difference in the shoot itself because especially for a first shoot with a random person, think right. about it this way. If you're doing certain shoots, especially lingerie or nudes or mm, something super risk, intimate. yeah. yeah. There are clients that are like, mm, I'm not really feeling that vibe. But then if you make it more fun, more engaging, lighthearted, it turns everything around. And then, then they'll start, like, recommending you, like, oh, my God, you got to shoot with this guy. Like, he's great. Oh, my That's God. Awesome. Like, it's so fun. And then, That's awesome. Yeah, it's just, like, the reoccurring clients is probably the best bet because they already know what you're capable of and already built that relationship exactly and they'll vouch for you too they'll vouch for you which is awesome that's fantastic man speaking of that i know you're talking about reoccurring clients um how many people have you shot for like if you give me like a ballpark estimate have you shot for in all yeah shit. or like per, let's say professionally we'll say in your professional career. <sighs> fucking hell ah uh, shit i want to say 50 about wow. got you that's awesome like not including like just family and shit right. that i've been paid for but like just friends random people friends of friends and the best part about it is for me i'm essentially a walking advertisement without even having to be one Facts. like i never invested in a website business cards or facebook advertisements or any of that i literally right. Just get word of mouth people hitting me up. That's so sick. So that's like been my best bet. It's not the most safe move for most, and it's not easy the way I. It honestly happened by itself, and I didn't realize it till it happened. Right, right. No, that's yeah. I mean, safe, yeah, maybe, but I think that's also you get the most organic connection with people just by, um, especially like it's cool when you get you know when people DM you on Instagram, but I think that's. I feel like a lot of people flake. They they are just, you know, they may not know what they're talking about. They may not know what they want. But you get some real genuine connection when someone is just, um, when someone's either a referral or they've approached you on the street or something like that. Like, it's, I feel like you get um, much more genuine people that way when you see them in person. 
Oh, absolutely. It makes a ton of a big difference. Like, especially, for example, shout out to Drew, honestly. Like, Hell yeah. he's helped Hell me yeah. gain so many clients. And just like, right here, right now, we're already with you, too. Shit. 100%. Like, he, 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 he introduced me to a lot of his artist friends, a lot of his just like friends in general. And then we've been working together here and there. Great time, great time. Like, and then we would see them at events and just like catch up, whatnot. And, yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, man. That's yeah, cool. sh- big shout out to Drew. Um, like I said, we're we're recording in his studio right now, so um, really appreciate him and everything he's done for the community. Um, cool, man. So I know you said roughly around fifty people is how many you've shot for. How many of those are reoccurring clients? I want to say ten. Gotcha. It's not much, but then it's like at it the end of up, the day, though. it's better than zero. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent, and and. As as a growing and as a growing photographer, like I think it's it's cool that to see your rise. You know, like right now, it may be ten, but I'm sure in the next few years you're gonna be up in the twenty, up in the thirty. You know, and then that means your price goes up, right? You're gonna be more in demand. So, oh, absolutely, that's awesome, man. So between the shoots you've done, let's say even um, I know two years professionally, six years um, as a hobby. Uh, what's been your favorite shoot so far, and when and where was it? That's really hard because I know it's tough. I've been yeah. doing a lot recently, and there's a lot that I started loving, especially like the most recent ones, because I've pivoted a lot during the last few years for my style in shooting. Like it went from more nature stuff to more creative, artsy. I would like play totally. with lights, play with shadows, play with different props using on just the subject, the model. Totally. But I think one of my favorite ones was with this one chick named Amari. We shot in DTLA when I still got to use this one spot. Like, it was a three-story building with a nice-ass balcony and rooftop view of DTLA. And it just made for, like, the perfect situational photos. Like, we got to play with light shadows. We got to go up to the top, make some moody portraits. Just, like, different variety of shots. And it was just fun overall. And, like, we were just smoking, drinking, vibing. And just, like, having a great time shooting in general. And at the end of the day, that's what it should all be about. But here's the thing. Do not start drinking if your model <laughs> don't drink first. You only drink when your model starts drinking first. It's a whole different situation, man. That's funny, man. <laughs> That's funny that you say that. I can only imagine, like, on my end, like, if, if I'm engineering a session and then the engineer starts drinking and the artist is sober. That's funny, man. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I really love what you said there, man. That's really, like, having fun with what you're doing is really what it's all about. And I find that, and I'm sure every artist or music producer or anyone in the creative industry can attest is that the best results and your best memories of working in that in your field is when you're having a good time oh absolutely like it doesn't feel they always say it doesn't feel like work if you're having fun totally totally and that's what it is it was we were having a great time we were just chilling vibing and just shooting making content together so that's what it's about man if you love what you do you never work a day in your life (laughs) Awesome, man. That's wonderful, bro. And wh- when was this? Was this recent? This was back in, like, January or f- February of this year, about. So pretty recent, yeah. 
Gotcha. And gotcha. then from there, we actually shot like another two more times, one or two more times. And then we're gotcha. actually having another shoot tomorrow at the beach. That's what's going on, man. That's I was that that's what my next question was gonna be is is Miss Amari a reoccurring client? And it looks like you guys locked in. Four shoot what what that's gonna be four shoots in a few months. That's awesome. That's what's up. Awesome, bro. So so yeah, we covered I really like those things we covered for shoots, the people you shot with. Um obviously you're doing some really great things with some great people. So I'm really excited to see what the future has in store for you in that regard. Now, um, as I say before, um, for everyone listening, um, this show is really geared towards the up-and-coming creatives. So, um, obviously, we want to do what we love. We enjoy making art, but at the same time, making art does not always put food on a table for everybody. And so, um, this next seg- segment is going to be about your day job and maybe some of your other side hustles that you have, if you've gotten any. So, I know, I know, you, I know you get a job. Um, why don't you, do you want to tell people what you do? Um, uh, I basically do logistics for some brokers and shit, so I'm not really going to get into it because sure. there's certain things I can't necessarily say. No worries, no worries. But Are you allowed to tell them the field, or we want, we want to stay away from that, too? We're staying away from mainly everything. But for sure. Just know that what I do, it puts money on the table, and it's it's kind of hectic on certain days. Like, some days I would be all the way up north, and then all the way back down here and like my mornings are just crazy but it's fun i get a lot of good shit i've met a lot of people and then i've worked with so many people to the point where everyone basically knows me in this industry and then they're like sure. oh shit i've seen this kid before right and then i'm pretty noticeable if you think about it like just think about a little for a, a little ass asian 47 kid <laughs> just walking around they're like, you can't really miss him. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. Um, how important for you is it to have um, a job right now? I mean, it's pretty important because I got bills to pay. Like, I got to pay for my car. I got to pay for my goddamn dog now. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. That's you're, my son. So. Yeah, you're, a do- you're a dad now. You're a dad. You're a yeah. father. That's hilarious. Takes over my goddamn life, but it is <laughs> what it is. Exactly. It's the sacrifices you make for them. Shit. For awesome. Real, and how long have you been doing what you're doing right now? Uh, kind of like when COVID started. So like that December when COVID started, I started like working with them. And then it's funny how I actually started was I started with one of my boss's associates, but mm. that was actually a terrible, terrible, like terrible man. Terrible. <laughs> he would ghost us whenever it was almost payday and then he was short us some money oh, and it's just like bro come on you were short like only 275 god damn it bro yeah like yeah it's just it's not even it's probably not even about the money it's just the principle of shorting people man it's just yeah it was just like it was shitty overall and then scummy, eventually i started working for my boss and then things got better eventually but yeah it's cool and then, got you. yeah for sure man that's awesome bro that's awesome that you you got a pretty solid. You've been there for what? That's like what? Almost four years? Three no, years? like two. Two and like two to three little, years, about. Little less. Like gotcha, man. Got you. Gotcha, okay. And and you love it, right? You, you enjoy it? Uh, it's cool. It's not something I would do for like the rest of my life, but for it sure. is like a nice little thing because the fact that I'm able to travel long distance and I get compensated for it is like hmm, it's not bad. Sick. That's it's pretty, pretty sick. Fun. Pretty sick. And then I get to like just visit some places. 
get free shit from people too. So like, that's pretty nice. And then sometimes I would just take my dog on those trips too. So then totally, we would like yeah. go to the beach after, get some food, chill. Actually, yeah, I got a little father son bonding time. Oh, that's sick. That's super sick, man. For anyone listening right now that would want to book with Andy, I know um, you do have um, some rates. So um, obviously you're making money with it, which is fantastic with your photography. Um, do you have packages, or is it like a one, um, like a one pay, like a one-time payment, and then you get all these different things? It's basically a one-time payment for me. So that I'm, I'm a very simplistic person. Sure. I try not to do too much. Like I just need the bare minimum from you, and you can get. You, like, you can milk me for me, for whatever the <laughs> fuck you want, shit. Like, goddamn. But anyways, so I used to offer first shoot is free, and then if you fuck with me, then we can talk money after for, like, the next shoots. Gotcha. But gotcha. I actually stopped doing that a few, like, about half a year ago, mainly because people take advantage of your kindness. Yeah. And I realized that after, like, Two of those clients that I was supposed to book for the free shoots were just like outrageously late, and I was just like, uh, "That's not even worth it." And then they act like nothing happened, like it was okay. They didn't even apologize or anything, and I was just like, "Well, oh, shit!" Just mad disrespectful. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's crazy. Now I offer the first shoot; it's fifty dollars, and I'm able to travel within twenty miles of my radius, mm-hmm. and that's just the first shoot, and. Basically, you're given a 30-minute grace period if you're late, but just let me know in advance. Gotcha, gotcha. And if you can't make it, we'll either reschedule or, yeah. Yeah, man, that's the, the, that's like the type of stuff you don't learn until you start really getting into it. Because, yeah, if I, were, if I were starting out as a beginner photographer, I would probably do the same thing. But, um, yeah, I could totally see how people would take advantage of that. And it's crazy that they do, especially out here. Um, cool. So let's say... Um, now, are you working with budgets, or do you have a flat rate that you charge? My, uh, I work with budgets depending on the person itself. Like, if I really fuck with you and, like, you're a good friend of mine, I'll give you a pretty steep discount. Like, For sure. honestly, sometimes I'll even just treat me out to a goddamn nice meal, <laughs> and then we'll call it a day. Right. Honestly. Right. That's like, sick. That's like, sick. for Drew, I'll just make him drive me around, and, like, he can buy me dinner the next time and shit, and then he gets his picture and shit. Yeah, man, and hey, for anyone that hasn't seen um, some of his, some of his photos, I mean, that's a that's a deal, man. Your photos look amazing. I mean, um, obviously, we did that shoot um, a couple weeks ago, and the pictures came out fantastic. So, oh, thank you, man. I um, really appreciate so, that. I mean, to get that kind of deal is crazy. So, it really, at the end of the day, it's really all about the genuine connection you make, right? Oh, but, absolutely. But yeah, uh, so I mentioned that the first shoot is fifty dollars, but then right. if you want to book again, the next shoot it's two fifty, and then you get me. For an hour and a half, and usually the the amount of pictures that you receive, it's within one and a half weeks, and you get them all edited with about 50 to, like, 75 pictures. Gotcha. Depending just, like, how much we shot throughout that day, but, yeah. For sure, for sure. Awesome. And you, and you do all the editing yourself as well? Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm That's a one-man team. That's crazy. I, I actually prefer working by myself over having, like, people... Yeah, you don't want to yeah, split the fee or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, yeah, but um, what, what do you edit on? I actually, so it's funny because I connect my camera directly to my phone to import the photos to this Sony app that I've downloaded. And then 
from there I edit in Lightroom Mobile, mm. and then I just like do touch ups, like just healing and all that stuff, white balance, totally, totally. color temperature, all totally. that fun stuff. Are all these are these programs free or are these? How much do you pay for so their Lightroom Mobile? Lightroom Mobile is actually a free app. Super. But sick. if you wanted to like get more, I guess. Like functionality? Functionality is like some better healing tools, some better brushes, whatnot. Then you can upgrade. But I'm a cheap bastard, let's be real here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't pay for shit if I don't have to. I feel that, man. I feel it, bro. Hey, shout out to all the people on Reddit that do um, those crack VSTs, bro, because I be on oh, those all the time. Oh, for real, though. Yeah, so. God bless y'all. Yeah, it's so, God bless. It's so expensive, man. Like, uh, all these softwares are so expensive. And so the fact that, I mean, the community knows it. You know, they're looking out for us. So um, that's hilarious, man. So Lightroom Mobile, you said the Sony app. And is there something else? or That's basically it. That's and awesome, well, man. I mean, what I do whenever I export photos to send to clients, I always do... Google Drive folders totally. because that would like preserve the best of quality. Totally. So that's what I do. Sometimes I would do WeTransfer, but I just prefer Google Google Drive because it's so versatile and everyone it's more accustomed to that versus like WeTransfer where you're like, huh, this is this is foreign to me. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, Google Photo it, and I feel like the interface is super easy to use. I mean, Nine out of ten people have a Gmail account, so it seems like it's a it's a great option for a lot of photographers to use. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So I'm okay, awesome, man. I'm glad we went over some of your day jobs. Um, now, I, before we do go on, I do want to ask: Do you do video too, or is it strictly so photos? I actually started doing a bit of videos, but nothing like crazy, crazy like music videos. Mm-hmm. I do want to get into it, and that's actually the reason why I went from Canon to Sony recently for sure for sure so i i originally had like i said before i had a very beginner nikon camera and then Mm -hmm. i eventually sold that for uh canon 6d the first gen totally absolutely fucking amazing great cameras that great camera for his buck yeah i I remember seeing i don't know if it's I don't know if it's the D series. Maybe I'm sounding like an idiot right now, but I've seen, I've seen like a Canon 8D. Like that whole series of DSLR cameras are just crazy. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Right. I feel like they're the standard in a lot of like yeah, just for the photography industry. But I would um, say those are like intermediate to like professional level, and mm-hmm. it's just all around a great camera. And I absolutely love the color science from like Canon. Totally, it's, totally. It's absolutely beautiful. But unfortunately, I did switch over to Sony recently. But I, I don't really that. have regrets because overall, Sony's a great camera. It's great for videography as well. I've tried it totally, for totally. like some of their video qualities using my lens and stuff. It's fun, but it's very different from what I'm used to, especially because of the whole ergonomics, like just the UI about how to use it itself. It's Sony, it's more geared towards like a computer in ways where it's more technological versus Canon where there's so much more simplicity towards the functionalities of totally, totally. what they were giving off. But 100%. it's cool overall. Yeah, man. That's actually that's actually a fantastic segue to um, the next segment that I want to talk about because um, I know we talked about some of your cameras. I know you were now using the Sony a7 III or four. Uh, a7 IV, actually. A7 IV, gotcha. Yeah. And you got a great deal on that, by the way. I remember, I remember you oh, telling yeah, me. Oh, yeah, I did. I got yeah. it, like, basically open box from this one Asian guy off 
uh, Craigslist, right? Was it Craigslist? No, or? it was actually Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> it's crazy. And then he was like around Cerritos. So then he got rid of that camera because he bought it thinking he was going to use it for his wedding sh- stuff. But then he he probably opened the box and was like, this is not for me. And then he went back to Sony. I mean, went back to his other Sony A7S series. And we're like, yeah, so... He just like it just wasn't meant for him, and then he gave me it, and then I actually asked him for like a hundred dollar discount, and I'm like, I'll catch you out tomorrow. Like done. That's and wild. Then, yeah. Lens included too? Is no, no, no. I bought the lens later on. Got you for sure. I had I had actually used old school film camera lens that was meant for Canon, but I had an adapter. A mount adapter. Yes. So sick. So that was really fun. Super and sick. Yeah, like I said, actually a while ago in earlier of this podcast, I mentioned how. The camera doesn't matter, like, the amount that you pay for, like, the highest, best quality camera. I actually shoot a lot of film Mm -hmm. photos as well. So I use, like, old-school, shitty, old, like, film analog-style cameras that have manual dials. And I only got a great deal on that. I shoot with a Canon AE-1, and that was only, like, $150 for the body itself. And then... It's been through a lot now. Right. I've shot it a lot. Like I even accidentally cracked the, cracked the 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 viewfinder lens, but it's all oh, good. It's man. still yeah. That still that works. still works perfectly still works, fine. Man. That's sick. That's and sick. Dude. It's produced great photos and yeah, like no one's ever complained. Hell, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. is is the is the A seven four? Is that your uh, your daily driver then? Like for is that your go to for a shoot? Oh, absolutely! It's awesome. my go-to for a shoot nowadays. Like, how much? How much for the lens? For your main lens and the body? How much did you uh, end up cashing out <laughs> for that guy? Uh, that's unless you don't want to talk about. No, it. No, it's cool. Uh, I paid twenty-one hundred for the body, and it's MSRP, brand new. It's twenty-four, twenty-five out the door. Got you. And then I have two native lens for sony and they're both the g master series i just got so i have the 24 to 70 f 2.8 gm2 i got that open box off of ebay from a japanese dude like really good seller mm-hmm. i don't remember his name but i would have given him a shout out because they actually give like high quality stuff and they've been like really good with their quality and just not dicking you over but that's what's up that's i believe up. i so retail on that would be about the same like 2300 yeah i paid like nine 19 out wow like 1950 including sh- the taxes and shit right and then my 35 1.4 gm i just got on that was a funny story. That actually happened on accident because one night I was just like, okay, I've been looking at this lens for the longest time. It's one lens that I've always wanted when I got this specific camera, but then I never put the trigger right. because I was like, because I'm a cheap bastard, let's be real. <laughs> I'm a very big cheap bastard when it comes to a lot of hey, stuff. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's yeah, nothing wrong with that. absolutely nothing wrong. But yeah, like, and then one night I just see one dude post something and then he was saying make an offer or bid and then i was just dicking around i'm like okay i'm gonna just put an offer thinking no one's like i'm not gonna win or something and then someone's gonna bid 
and then like someone else is gonna get it. But I bid, and then I put the exact amount that he was asking for. For well, I didn't bid. I made that offer. Right. And then I put the bidding amount that he was saying that he wants to let it go for, which was eleven hundred. And then the next day, I get an email. Your offer was confirmed. Package wow. is being uh, like. Like processed, processed order processed. And wow. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> it actually happened. That's crazy. And then a week later, it comes in. I'm like, oh, it's actually <laughs> it's real. really good quality. Dang. And I'm like, I got it below retail. So then I was like, I paid $12.50 after all fees gotcha, versus man. like $14.15. So yeah. that's, that's a great deal. Yeah, $200. Yeah. I mean, that's a big discount, man. I mean, any. Every dollar helps, bro. So oh, that's, that's awesome, man. So, man, so your whole setup, so your whole daily driver setup, MSRP is, what, six, seven grand? Yeah, roughly? but then, like, you paid to be real, I really only carry one or the other lens just for safety purposes. Totally, totally, totally. Because I'm not trying to carry around, like, hell yeah, like over 8K worth of, not, like, yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah man, you got to. I. I'm a dumbass, but I'm not that stupid. Let's be. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. That's silly, man. That's hey, hey, you got to, man. You got to be safe here. Hey, L.A. is not the safest place in the world, so far from it. For real. Uh, now, awesome. So, for, so for all your equipment, were, is that is that uh was that paid for by your previous gigs that you were doing? Is that where have you been yeah, able to fund it? I've I basically paid it off with my previous gigs, or That's just awesome, like, bro. or yeah, I paid every single thing off with my previous gigs, and then. It's been great, but That's awesome. and now it's really funding me for more film because yeah. film is expensive as hell now since it's a commodity. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah, bro. That's 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 what it is at the end of the day, man. That's how it's how you got to do it, bro. It's just yeah, you gotta you gotta make it work, and then eventually your your work starts working for you. So that's what's up, man. So yeah, man. Thank you so much for being here, man. I mean, you got some great some great stories, some great advice. We're finishing up here. Let's. I do want to jump into our second to last segment here, um, and that's just some tips and tricks. So, um, what did, do you have any advice for some new photographers or some people trying to break into that industry? Oh, absolutely. There's a shit that I can actually talk uh, you about. Actually, yeah. You actually, thank you, man, because you, you actually dropped a ton. <laughs> you actually dropped a ton of advice just throughout the podcast, but maybe we'll get some just like um, strictly for just this segment if you have something. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I want to say probably one of the biggest things – if you're a male and you're shooting females, please, for the love of God, do not act creepy. Yeah. Do not do stupid <laughs> shit when you're on the shoot. Like, <laughs> like, please. I've heard some horror stories from my models about how bad some photographers were. Like, just their audacity, the way they treat them, and just being all around just, like, degenerate. So yeah. one of my biggest tips would probably be if you're having a photo shoot for the first time with someone and they're already, like, hesitant or, like, they haven't done shoots regularly and they're just trying to get out of their comfort zone, honestly, what you could do is say, hey, if, you're, if you want to feel more comfortable, feel free to bring a friend along. Like, totally, totally. That honestly helps change the mood. And then I've, I've offered that to every single one of my clients for the last couple of months. And it's made a whole difference in how it went because I actually, 90% of them, even though I asked them, you're more than welcome to bring a friend. Almost all of them didn't bring it because they were like, oh, once you mentioned that, like, I already knew, like, you're not going to be a fucking creep and shit totally, like that. Totally, totally. So, and that helped a lot. And then 
like I said before, like prior in this conversation, just be as lighthearted, have fun with it, just do whatever, and then also, you help them get out of their comfort zone. Another great tip is the person you're shooting will never know how they look when you're asking them to either move their head slightly to the right, move their jaw down, or like something of that nature. Right. Because they can't see what you're seeing from your camera. So please, whenever you're doing the photo shoot, let them see the progress pictures after like maybe one or two sets so that they know what they like. And another thing would be ask your models and clients which angle they prefer. Totally. Because that plays a major role. Maybe they don't like their right side and they feel insecure because they have a little scar or like their teeth are a little fucked up on that side or something. Like ask them like if you're shooting their left side and they're like, oh, I prefer my right and you're still shooting that left, man... <laughs> just go jump off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> just go jump off the cliff. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Another thing would probably be if you could put some music on or let them play some music mm, to make mood. it a little less in- intimidating for them. And just like another good thing is if possible, have a bit of a conversation with the person prior so then they get a little bit more comfortable with you because totally. every shoot with someone, you never know who they are, how they are feeling about themselves in general. Just make them feel confident. Always hype them up. Like, you're their hype master. And then one thing that I've been doing is I'm basically a mirror for my clients. What I mean totally. is I tell them to follow whatever body part I move. So if I say move... Can you move your your head slightly to your right? Move it to your right. So then <laughs> just follow my lead. Right. And then when I say stop, you stop. And then exactly. perfect. That's exactly. Totally. totally. Another thing is take your time with the photos. And there will always be times, especially if you're outdoors and there's people in your way. Please be courteous. Let them pass first before you try to get the photos. Don't just like you know, go about it and, like, say, fuck off to all the pedestrians and whatnot. Right, Just right. be as courteous. And another thing about being courteous is, yeah, you're able to shoot in public and everything, but be mindful of exactly where you are because some places might be private property or it might not be the safest of areas. Like, here's a funny example. Me and Drew were trying to go out on, like, Olympic Boulevard at night at 8.30 p.m., Literally Uh-oh. behind that food for less where <laughs> Jungle Boys is. Oh. And then we didn't know any better, honestly. Like, we didn't realize that there was a good amount of homeless encampments there. And then yeah. our dumbasses were trying to get, like, that perfect night industrial-style photo. We did get it in the end. But the only issue was at what cost? <laughs> yeah, putting yourself at risk, man. Yeah, especially That's with crazy. the amount of camera equipment and shit. It was a, it was a little sketch, but it was still fun. Yeah, like totally. it was worth it. We got what we needed, but yeah, just be mindful of where your where your surroundings are and protect your camera with your life like if you could. Like it's a baby basically because totally. that shit is very expensive. You're not oh, trying is, to man. replace that. It is, man. Totally, bro. And honestly, another thing, if you're trying to book shoots where you're being compensated for, 
try to get a down payment mm, on that person that part. prior so you know they're serious. So like I mentioned earlier, my shoots after the first one, it's always two fifty for an hour and a half, and you're able to extend that. But I always ask my models and clients for a $50 deposit the day before so that I know they're not, like, that they're serious. Serious, totally. And then the other thing is, whatever you do, never send the photos prior to the rest of the payment. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the story because I'm not going to call that person now. But yeah, like, that's great, yeah. But, yeah, just once they send over that pay, what I would do is, I need payment prior to sharing photos. And then that's all I say. And then once I receive that, done. There you you get your photos. There you go. Simple yeah. as that. That's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. And yeah. then probably the final tip that I can say right now, it's honestly, it doesn't matter about the location of the place. It can be anywhere. What really matters is post-processing what you're able to create in that space and just how you utilize what you have totally, already. Like totally. People would drive out 50, hundreds of miles for, quote, unquote, that perfect picture. And not going to lie, I've done that a few times. Sure. But you can honestly find some great hidden gem spots just in your local neighborhood. Like totally. Even totally. a block away. Just... Using a little ass area, it's still better than driving and finding like, oh, I could have actually found this right down my street. Hundred percent, man. I mean, shout out, um, okay, Pink. When we did that one shoot at the park, I mean, it, you at first glance it may not look like the best spot, but then you 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 work your magic. You know, it, as long as you have a good photographer, some good models, you can make some great stuff happen. Um, oh, just just on in your local neighborhood. So I think that's some great advice, man. Thank you so much for sharing all that, man. Yeah, no worries. Awesome, man. So we're wrapping up, man. Um, now, we are almost done here. I do want to ask, though, I know you have experience in both Canon and Sony. Um, for a beginner photographer, an intermediate photographer, and an advanced photographer, um, I think those are the two powerhouses right now. Or let's, say, or let's not even limit it to those two brands. For all um, experience types and all brands, which um, would you recommend um, for, for beginner, intermediate, and advanced? Honestly, it's really hard to say because it's a preference thing. It all also depends on what you like in terms of the feel because each body of camera, it has a different grip structure. So, like, for example, Sony, it's much more narrow on the grip. So, it's a little harder to hold versus, like, a Canon and it's just like the different feels, but if you're just basing it off of yeah, let's talk about like like simplicity of use, yeah. Simplicity of use, your bang for your buck. I would say Canon, honestly, because it's so much easier. When I switched over to Sony, it was like you giving your parents a brand new iPhone 14 and expecting them to know exactly how to use it mm. right away. It's like a different language almost. Yeah, it's yeah. like giving someone an Android phone and say, customize it yourself now. I feel that. I feel that heavy. I think that's a great way to put it too. Yeah, like someone switching over from Canon to Sony or vice versa. It's like switching up your home phone. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's different. But 
if you're a hobbyist and you just want something, so here's something that I've here's one brand that I love, but I personally can never use professionally. It would be mainly for like hobby and just for fun and like mm, totally. taking outdoor. It would be Fuji Film. Yes, I would yeah. say they're the most fun cameras because of their ergonomics. Like they're the one of the very few brands still. I think they're the only brand that does this still, actually. They have that old-school analog feel with the shutter dials on the actual yes, top of the those. camera and, like, their ISOs all above, too. So, like, it's just... It's literally like you're shooting an old-school film camera. And totally. their color science is probably the best. And then you can make, like, different film stimulations in camera, too. And they've got some of the best JPEGs I've ever seen. Super and solid. probably, yeah, and their lens selection isn't the biggest, but it's one of the cheapest and still good quality. Mm -hmm. like, totally. Cheapest, like, compared to Canon, Sony, Nikon. But if you are, like, going towards that professional route, I would say go for Canon because it's an all-around great, versatile camera. And then they have one of the best lenses like, one of the best, cheapest lens that you can offer. Yeah, for that, it's the Nifty 50 Pancake Lens, which mm, is I've seen before. the 50 millimeter F1.8 STM. It's, like, maybe $100, 125 wow, $100 is crazy. And it's the lightest lens you can ever feel. It's literally, like, it fits in the palm of your hand, and it's just small, very versatile, and it keeps everything light. Like, you won't even feel it. It's That's great. Awesome, I've used that lens professionally before I switched over to that Sony. And my Lord, it was it was my bread and butter. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much, man, for sharing some of your wisdom, man. That's, That's some, some great things to say. Um, awesome, man. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. It was really great to hear some of your advice, your experiences, your wisdom. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram mainly. It's underscore the crusty crouton. Underscore the crusty crouton. There you have so, it, man. Yeah. Hey, for anyone, anyone listening right now, if you're a rapper, producer, model, whatever you do, book my boy for some shoots. He's got you covered. Um, anything else you want to say to the people right now, man? Just keep what, keep doing what you're doing. Have fun with it. Just. Put your name out there. Be yourself. Don't be too stupid. And just keep doing good work, honestly. And then eventually it will show and you'll see what you've accomplished over time. There you have it. Everybody that's listening right now, thank you so much for listening to the Beat Pad Podcast. My name is Nathan, a.k.a. Locomoco. This was Andy, a.k.a. Crusty the Crouton. Everyone, thank you so much for showing up. Andy, thank you. Thank you. Hey. Everyone, see you in the next one. Moco out. Peace. That was a good interview, bro. That was fun. <clears throat> and look at that, bro. We